In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Wonder Woman. Batman. Aquaman. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 44. 44 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Araj Dolan Shahi, and the two pilots on this evening's journey is the man, the youngling, Carlos Buarguayo, and still the geek champion of the world, less crunch crunches more, champion Gonzalez. Uh, undisputed. How you guys doing? Great. Everybody doing good? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing undisputed. Less, you're still good? <laughs> you're, still, you're still a champ. Apparently... Yeah, we, until we have this rematch. This rematch. Oh, damn. Yeah, you don't want to have the rematch, right? You know what? As the inaugural winner, I'm okay. Well, you know what? You're the inaugural winner. I'm the inaugural loser of the dating game on their show, on their podcast, and that's Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. Mm-hmm. I was the inaugural loser. Don't you say loser. cha-ching? You're, what was, don't I, you say cha-ching after you say I'm Rogue gonna One? I'm going to add the sound effects. Okay. Less. Just ask I guess me. you don't listen to the podcast that you're on because <laughs> I add sound effects. Uh, yeah, you do, <laughs> and they're amazing. Oh, thank you. That's the work. The workmanship. And I have to in... edit out some of your shit that you say. Mm. Always. I should, I should just say all the shit. It was funny. One of, and by the way, thank you so much to Emily Lynn yes. for coming on last yes. week and being awesome and dealing with us, dealing with us and keeping us on track. Yeah. Somebody, I forgot who it was, said, "How much shit did you guys have to delete about <laughs> Gail, Gail Godot?" Everything I said, and I said, and I apologize. Yeah, I, we have to delete right now. <laughs> One day, all this will come out. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it should be a blooper well, reel yeah. of all crunch crunches crunches. Oh my god, it'd be like seventeen years. <laughs> crunch long. crunches crunches. Yeah, exactly. there it is. There it is. But thank you guys for tuning in tonight or today to episode forty-four. We're on forty-four episodes already. Holy mm. shit, it's craziness. 
We're we're doing this a little early this week because I am going to Yosemite National Park. Yosemite. Yosemite. And so we can't record this weekend. So we're recording on a Wednesday night, the night before The Mummy comes out. Mm -hmm. But we've had some disturbing reviews about The Mummy. Because of Brandon Fraser and Rachel Weiss aren't in it? Yeah. Somebody actually put Brandon Fraser's picture on a Twitter, uh, on a tweet, and said, where did this guy go? Like, they, they missed him. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, not good so far. We're going to talk about the box office right now, but before we do that, let's get into the shenanigans. You can reach us at the Sith List on Twitter. You can reach Boo at the Sith List, Boo. You can reach Crunch Crunch over here at Less Is More seventy eight, and then you can hit us up on Gmail, the Sith List at Gmail dot com. You can follow us on Instagram, the Sith List. You can also look at our Facebook at symbol the Sith List Podcast, and then you can also leave a Sith List hotline. Message 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And we have a couple, one from Ollie, the great Ollie, and one from Richie, the great Richie from Boston. We're going to get into those a little bit later. How's how you guys' week's been? It's been good. It's, it's been yeah. like a hot one day, mm-hmm. super cold the other day here in Southern California. Not super yeah, people are like laughing at us. Yeah, super yeah. Awesome. we're, we're no suffering idea. over here. Yeah, yeah. Super, everybody's like, "Fuck you, super cold here. Yeah, California is it, what? It dips 16? below like seventy-five, and we're crying." Right. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that it's going to be thirty-five at nighttime in Yosemite, and I packed in all kinds of like thermals and stuff. Do you have people on the that? East Coast are like, "Fuck you." Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> laughing. Yeah, yeah. Laughing. they walk around in shorts with that. If we have yeah. any listeners in North Dakota, they're definitely laughing because it gets thirty-five <laughs> below zero. I wonder if we zero. do. I wonder if we have <laughs> listeners in North Dakota. It's interesting. We have them all around the world. Yes, we do. We have some in Ireland, some in Great Britain, Australia. We have Australia, and then we have some in. Iceland and Greenland. Oh, shit. Isn't that weird? That's awesome. It's crazy. So, hello out there. Yes. Hello uh, to all out there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The we'll, we'll get into the box office. We can't really predict what's going to happen. Well, we can predict what's yeah, going to happen, yeah. but we can't really tell you what's going down. But we'll give you our hypothesis, our educated guesses on what is going down. I think that Wonder Woman is going to prevail to be number one, and I don't think it's going to lose a lot of money. Nope. I think and actually made eleven million dollars on Tuesday. By the way, shit. So it's doing very well. Number two is going to be the Mummy, and I'm thinking the Mummy is only going to pull about thirty million, twenty-five to thirty million. It, it won't break fifty. No way. Not here domestically. Actually, that's a big, big release of fifty million and above, right? Oh well, yeah, movie. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of because it, it kicked ass in South Korea. It got the record for opening weekend or something. That's and made, awesome. It made like forty million bucks. Huh. South Korea. So kicked Which ass. movie is that? The, the Mummy. Oh. Yeah. So it kicked ass over there. And I think number three is going to be Captain Underpants. Yeah. And number four, Pirates. Yeah. But I don't understand why Universal put out The Mummy the second week of Wonder Woman. Like, what What are they fucking thinking about that? I guess it's... I know it's summer. And maybe they were banking on that DC film is going to tank. Yeah. I, I think it's... But I think that's it's... a tough gamble, man. You're setting off your whole dark universe with this film. Well, what do you, I mean, okay, you have to pick your poison. It's the devil you know, because not only has DC got Wonder Woman out, uh, Spider-Man is going to wreck shit. Yeah, less, less is right. Yeah, cause it, it is pick your poison. And to be honest, I would much rather go, go after, uh, Wonder Woman than to even get close to Spider-Man. Even, uh, let alone. Oh, yeah. It, okay. Well, when does Spider-Man come out? July something. And then, well, and then there's. Do it the third week of fucking. Cause I think there's something else that comes out after that. Or, uh, I can't remember. That's, what that's, oh, and I think Valerian comes. Yeah. See, see, yeah, but you're going against Wonder Woman or Valerian. Plus, plus there's, there's also levels of 
disrespect, I would say, or, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Universal's or, got big balls. They got exactly. Well, yeah. That's yeah. And, not, and, and, and stuff, that's dude. in saying, you know, your shit and my movie's going to beat you. You know, it's Tom Cruise, you know, and, uh, Russell Crowe. Look at this. You yeah, know, all you, all you have is Gal never Gadot. hurt anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll they find out. See. They might pay By for it. By the time you're yeah. listening to this, you will know how it did. I mm-hmm. mean, there's juggernauts that you just have to, right? Like step aside. Yeah. Yeah. Guardians is, is a juggernaut. Yep. You don't want to go against that. You don't want to go against any. I mean, even though we, we've talked about this before. When the last Jedi comes out, it's that's it's that weekend. Like that's their weekend. It's that whole month. Nobody's yeah, gonna really Jedi. mess with that. Ragnarok comes. There may be some minnows nipping at their heels, but no, nobody's going after. Nobody's that. going after that, and nobody's going after Spider Man. No. No. So Spider Man so is coming out on a holiday weekend too, if I'm not mistaken. No, Spider Man comes no. out the 28th of July. Yes. Yeah, so oh, okay. In the in the middle, but of the in summer. the middle, yeah. in the heat, the yeah. dog days of summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's everybody's no gonna way. go to a movie theater to get cool for two hours. Yeah, yeah. See this dark universe. Maybe they just don't. Well, I mean, obviously the idea is to make money. Right. But maybe they just <laughs> they just so. want to revive or just push this whole creature films again and just bring that back out. So maybe they don't really Maybe care. they don't give a shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they yeah. don't give a rip and we're just going to put the Wolfman out there. We're going to put yeah. Frankenstein. The reviews, Boo's going to go see it this weekend. Yeah, the yeah. reviews that I read all over the map, some people liked it and said, "Hey, it wasn't as, it's not as bad as you think." Some people say, "Hey, what do you want?" Tom Cruise was great, blah, blah, blah. And the other ones, there was a lot of them that said it was very goofy, hmm. which was interesting. Very goofy and the jokes, they were trying to do jokes all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So then we'll they should have just kept Brendan Fraser. Yeah, really. At that point, just yeah, kept he, Brendan yeah, Fraser. he does it great. Yeah. So let's get into some random schmeals since we can't give you the exact box office totals. Let's talk a little anime. Mm. And I want you guys to talk a little cowboy bebop because... Varieties, Aaron Nurwin has come out with a article today that talked about that Cowboy Bebop, a critically and commercially successful 1998 Japanese anime series, is set to be adapted to a live action television series by Tomorrow Studios. <laughs> so this is what that's a Cowboy Bebop, which takes place into 2071. In the original version, allows Spike Spiegel and his gang of bounty yep. hunters, also known as cowboys, as they cavort around the galaxy attempting to capture bad guys and survive some of the most intense dangers in the galaxy has to offer. The anime series has been successful in the Western markets and is credited with introducing a new wave of Western viewers to anime. It's also widely cited as one of the best anime series of all time. Yep. Now, yep. you both know about this. Yep. So you both tell me. Boo, you go first. Right. And then Les. What's it going to air on? Netflix? Hulu? Well, FXX? They haven't probably sold it yet. That was so what they'll concerns. do is they'll have the studio and... Hopefully Netflix. That would be amazing. Oh, if it's Netflix, then I'm all on board. And hopefully Netflix. That would be really cool. By, by the way, I was watching Voltron again uh, yesterday. The new one or the, the old new one? one? The okay. new one. It was so fucking cool, man. Oh, I bet. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch. And then I'm gonna watch the real old ones again. We'll, we'll it's the same ahead. story, but it, they, it's just more polished. It's just done really well. Yeah, I'm sure. So good. Okay, go ahead, Boo. Yeah. Will this work? And, and what do you remember about Cowboy Bebop? See, so the tough thing for to make this to work is you have to get the right actors and you have to pump enough money into it. Not it, it is the future and there's certain aspects of the show that are key but not key at the same time to in order to capture what people want from the from the anime and put it into live action. So that's that's one issue. And then also it's the actors and actresses that are gonna be 
part of this have to be spot on in order for people to really love this. Cause there is, you know, these are characters that people like myself, I'll never forget. And there are certain nuances in the, in their characters that are just, that are just incredible. And then also like Les said, whoever it's on is going to be the kicker. If it's Netflix, I'm fucking all on board. That's great. If it's a, if it is a regular TV network, ABC, Fox, or somebody Fuck like that, that, that makes me nervous. If it's like uh, AMC, that could work. You know, something like that. If somebody, if the right person or the right uh, uh, television provider picks it up, then that's fine. Um, and then, yeah, with, with Cowboy Bebop, I think it's more of a adult anime. If not like Akira. Yes, yes, similar to that, where, where people see anime as, as like Japanese cartoons for kids. No, no, no. These, these are bounty hunters who are struggling to survive, dealing with, with the scum that, that, that other people can't capture, or other people can't find. And one of the, one of the better parts of the show is dealing with their own issues. Uh, what's her name? The girl. What's her name? Val- yeah. Valentine. 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 Yeah, Valentine. She yeah. has her own really cool story. Cool. Everybody, like the like the guy, the the captain. I forgot his name. He used to be a cop. Stuff like that. All their different separate stories. Ed, this would be great. Forget about Ed Carlos. Oh Ed. Oh yeah, that's right. And then even the dog. Even the dog is cool. Yes. It's it's a little it's a little corgi walking around. Oh, it has its own cool. little uh character and personality to it. So it could be a really so good show. They can show. do this. Oh yeah. There's okay. there's plenty of there's plenty of stuff to do with it it just had to be done right took so, you guys when you said kira would be really expensive to do to do it right this would be cheaper this would be cheaper this they, would be they cheaper. could do this yeah but the, yeah you, it could be a ton of cgi but it could be cheaper yeah go ahead Les. all right um i'm gonna have to harken back to a good man that was on our podcast ah, a couple oh weeks ago oh mr my. beard of knowledge i respect <laughs> you very much i don't think they need to do that you don't think they need to do Cowboy Bebop? And the reason why is because there are so many ripoffs of the Cowboy Bebop theme that are mm-hmm. out there now. Mm-hmm. You go down the list of Sci-Fi Channel stuff. There's the Killjoys, Dark Matter, Defiance. I could go forever. There's just all these titles that have... Even Firefly was a kind of a take on Cowboy Bebop. You had to think... I mean, you could easily switch characters out of Firefly and have Problem, them man. as the cowboy. You know what I mean? You can just change the the whole premise of things and it would all fit. So I think they've done it and I think people have taken the inspiration to do so. I, I just would like them to give it the shot, though. So I would definitely give it a watch. I okay, would like so you're them. saying they shouldn't do it, but you want to watch it. I would watch it. Are you it, contradicting yes. yourself on this podcast? <laughs> I, right and now? you know what? You are a champion. I picked Walking Contradiction as right the winner. <laughs> I picked that song, people. Oh, yeah, you did. Because that's just life. That's right. So ultimately, yeah, I think, I just think that it's been done. Now, would it, it will be cool to see the characters from Cowboy Bebop, and it would be great to see the very end thing where it just says, see you later, Space Cowboy. Oh, man. That was always just just a nice touch. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... It'll be interesting what when I see it, what I think about it, since mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. You know what I mean? No. And, yeah, it, like I said, it's just been done. People have just ripped off so many parts of Cowboy Bebop. So, you know, yeah, why not have the granddaddy come on out and just make their mark? I'm okay with that. But one thing that does need to happen is that opening theme song needs to be kept. Yes. I, I, I believe it's called Tank. I, I, I don't remember the, uh, 
the artist exactly. It's uh, 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 some guy from Japan. Great. Really? Great opening. Tanked? Tank. It's just Tank. Oh, just yeah. Tank. Just yeah. Tank. Okay. Great song. One of the best opening songs for a show, plus the uh, the uh, the little background uh, images that they have to it. Super duper awesome. So they have to keep that. As long as they have that, I'll be all right. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, there you go. There's your cowboy beat bop. Mm-hmm. Let's get into something else. All right. Let's, Let's get into it. a little Stranger Things. Ooh. Yes, Stranger Things. There's not a lot of news for Stranger Things, but there is something. So we decided to talk a little bit about it. Showrunners Russ Duffer told Variety that they're going to take restraint approach to their monsters. Now, their monsters was kind of like a little polarizing thing on their show because some people really loved it. Some people thought it was cheesy. Some people thought the and the CGI wasn't very good. Some people thought the practical wasn't very good. They used both. Mm, right. I was on the fence on both. I think when that thing moved, it looked cheesy. Mm-hmm. I think when it was just sitting there and just staring at you, that was when it was like the best. Yeah. This is what they had to say, or, or actually Russ Duff, Duffer had to say. The point is not to give everybody what they think they want, because I don't think they really know what they want. Don't, don't presume to know what I want, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Hiding the monsters can be more effective than seeing them. So restraint can be a good thing. I can't talk too much about them, but they're very cool. I like that. They. They is a key word. They. Ah. They are really cool. Very positive for me. It's it's very promising because I don't want to see too much of the monsters. I want them to be hiding like they're Mm -hmm. saying. And we're going to find out what happens to Barb. They're going to tell you. Barb's alive. Guys. Um. What the f***? You forget about something? You forget about old Barb? Nancy's friend? Sitting on the diving board? Trapped in the f***ing upside down for the past two months! All right, Barb, Barb, nah, come nah, 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 nah. Let's review, shall we? There were two people down there, and you rescued one of them. <laughs> Do the math, ass You seem like you could take care of yourself. Oh, really? Is that what it fiend like? Because the last time I checked, I was laying in a cocoon with a slug coming out of my mouth i guess no one could find you it was pretty dark down there yeah yeah good point you know i don't have a very distinctive look i don't have bright red ronald mcdonald hair old granny glasses and a librarian's wife either alive or dead we're gonna know watch barb's gonna come back she's gonna be pissed barb's gonna be the monster we're gonna have like a carry moment you know what that actually would be cool that that would be be, pretty pretty sick where barb comes back and she's like you guys she has like pig blood on her yes Uh, she's real pissed yeah no i would say she's mutated or like oh that'd be even better hashtag we don't need barb and she kills uh her uh non-virgin friend now because yeah, she's her. the one who got her killed. Oh, That'd be yeah, great. That's right. Yeah, that's right. She's, that's right. That's yeah. right. Dare you leave me alone? How cool is are those commercials for Domino's Pizza? That the guy, oh the yes. kid, yeah, the, the kid uh, from Walking Dead, the, uh, the teenage angst, not the teenage. No, angst, he's the kid the from Stranger, Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. I'm yes. sorry, not Walking Dead. Yeah. Stranger Things. That kid who is the one, the cool mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, yeah. He plays pretty much Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Bueller yeah. Very, very cool. So there is not too much about Stranger Things, but we wanted to get something out there. By the way, the sheriff that plays in the show, mm-hmm. David Harbour, he is Hellboy. Yes. I saw a very, really cool picture on Twitter where mm. he's getting his hand molded. He's oh, going shit. there. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. You didn't know that they're doing Hellboy again? 
Oh, no. I had no clue. My gosh, you're on a podcast about all things geek and nerd, uh, and you didn't know about Hellboy being redone and rebooted. I'm, I'm, How dare you know you? what? I'm, I have you my hangover. I have my winner's Hellboy. hangover, dude. Winner's <laughs> hangover. My God. Yes, David Harper's <laughs> going to be Hellboy, and they're bringing back all the elements. And he had a very, very long discussion and a summit with Ron Perlman. Oh, which is very cool. It is. Want to throw that out there real quick? And Les had no idea. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, but sharing sharing information with yeah, everybody. Guys. Big things for David Harbor. Big things. And he had that very passionate speech at the Oscars, remember? That's right. Or the Golden Globes. I think they won. Uh, yeah, not the Oscars, I don't know about obviously. the Oscars. Yeah, Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah, because Stranger Things won something. Yeah, the, and the yeah. Golden Globes had that passionate speech. And then Winona Ryder had like the weirdest face going on the And then time. Winona Ryder probably stole a bunch of stuff. <laughs> She's making money oh, she now. She took a bunch of swag bags for sure. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> sure. Like, these people don't need these. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, speaking of Went On Writer, you know, we talked about Primus a couple episodes ago. Yes, yep. we They did. have a song called Went On His Big Brown Beaver. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. And the song, if you listen to it, it's about a big brown beaver, like mm. the animal. But the backstory to that song yes, is I Went On A Writer, who was dating a, the lead singer for Soul Asylum at the time. I forgot his name. He was a doucher, though. They went back. He's a big Primus fan, though. He went backstage to meet Primus and Les Claypool and Herb and all those guys. And went on a writer, I guess, didn't say a word and was a complete jerk to all of them. I think Ouch. she was, her thing was like, who the hell are these guys? Exactly. Like, they're not that big of a deal. That's right. So yeah. they ended up writing a story called Winona's Big Brown Breaver. <laughs> so if you ever get a chance, listen to Winona's Big Brown Breaver. It's on Spotify. <laughs> and we're going to see them live. Yes, we are. At the end of the month. Ant-Man. There's some news about Ant-Man. Hmm, they, I heard this news. You heard this news? I think. There was a casting news. The new the new movie is going to be called Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. And that comes out on July 6th. And reports from IMDb is that they casted a major character. Paul Rudd. They're not telling us. Yes, Paul Rudd has been casted. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah, they have tapped Hannah John Kamen for a new role in the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. Okay, Paul Rudd is returning to the title role with Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline Lilly, she's coming back as the Wasp. Michael Douglas and Michael Pena are also expected to reprise their roles for the original, and they got the original director, Peyton Reed, I believe. Is T.I. coming back? Probably. T.I. is Shit. probably coming back. <laughs> Why? T.I. is probably coming back. <laughs> Why? Why? So they do bad. So Hannah John Kamen, I believe she was in Black Sails. Okay. She has been casted. They're not saying what. They're not commenting on any casting, but she has been casted to be in that film. Hmm. Another news, Marvel news, Luke Cage has started season two, has started filming. All right. According to OLV. Sweet Christmas. There is a Thor video <laughs> that has been a just tearing it up all over the internet, has gone viral, mm-hmm. and it's about Thor stepping in. Well, not the Crimson... Chris Hemsworth, but he's playing Thor pretty much. Yeah, yeah, he is Thor he in is the Thor. video, yeah. He comes in and he sees that there's a bunch of action figures set up for a scene. Yeah. For, you know, kind of choreograph it. And he does not like the fact that Thor isn't there. <laughs> and we're going to play that little video for you right about now. Oh, this is cute. What are you guys just playing with the dolls here? A little fight scene going on, is it? A little choreograph kind of set up. Who's this guy? Berlin techno rave he's just rolled in from 3 a.m. Interesting, there's no um, Thor toy in here. Is that on purpose? Or? Well, the Russos are doing this, so you, you, know, you have to talk to Joe. The Russos? Yeah, sure. I heard that before. Civil, Civil War. 
No, Thor. What are they all doing, standing around, kind of pointing at each other? Look at me! I'm an idiot! Tell you what would really happen if there was a fight between all of us. Uh, basically, you go a little bit like this. Oh, look at me, I'm Iron Man, and I am just got hit over there. And look at me, I'm Captain America, and I got smashed over there like a little fly. He's just a kid, he can fall over. He's not even real. Guns, guns aren't cool, so you can hop off the table. Bunch of losers, these guys. But I like those guys, they can stay. And you can come with me, because we're now mates. All right, so that was your Thor crazy-ass video, which was great. It was a lot of fun. I, that's what I love about Marvel. They have these little snippets and stuff mm-hmm. that just make you laugh. Make you, you know, Just like they are doing with the Spider-Man stuff with the NBA Finals, they're just re- their marketing is just really smart. And this is right before Ragnarok. Yep. So if you haven't seen it, which you probably have, go watch it. And if you have seen it, go watch it again, which is great. I hope this is the way they actually do choreography for their fight scenes is with little action figures. Little action figures. I want him to fly over here. Stop motion. Yes, exactly. I want him to fuck him up over there. And then I want these guys set up over here. That would be so cool. That would be awesome. That would be. You do your own special effects and you see the hand moving the guy. (laughs) (laughs) You're dead. Yeah. (laughs) So awesome. I didn't kill your dad. I don't care. See? That'd be a perfect scene. Yeah, Yeah, it would be great. (laughs) Your mom, Billy just broke my he-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about a show that Emily brought up last week, and mm-hmm. we told her we're going to talk about it, and it is getting a lot of buzz. Who and I have not seen it yet, but Les has dived into it. It's called American Gods. It's on Stars. It's getting rave reviews. It looks great. Building momentum. I'm going to play the preview, and then I'm going to ask Les some questions about it. Well, I'm going to just have him talk about what it's all about. Let's play the preview to American Gods. What's a god? They real if you believe in them. So who are you? You wouldn't believe in me if I told you. This is my man, Shadow Moon. He does not know our world. I'm easing him in. You've gotten yourself mixed up in some really weird shit, Shadow. You think I'm spent? You're as forgotten and as unloved as any of us. I'm doing just fine. You're trying to start a war? We're at war already, and we're losing. Who's after you? Times, they are changing. We need you to fight them, to show them who we are. They are gods, for God's sake. So what's the plan? War. Deliver me. Deliver me. None of this feels real. It feels like a dream. And things are never going back to the way that they were. It will be glorious, win or lose. All right, that was a very uplifting American Gods trailer. So, Les, give us the breakdown of American Gods and why we need to watch this show. Well, the idea is that there are gods everywhere i'm not convinced less (laughs) so there are gods that walk among us um obviously there are new gods and old gods and that's what this is about coming war if there is a battle to be had shadow moon is just a normal dude who gets he's an ex-con he's very stoic very soft-spoken who Uh, plays shadow moon guy named ricky whittle okay the, the the whole show, though, the scene stealer and the guy that everyone should be tuning in to watch is Ian McShane. Yeah, he and plays, who does he play? He plays Mr. Wednesday. Okay. Uh, Mr. Wednesday, he's a, a grifter, but he's basically a leader of the old gods. And then you just get this ensemble of just these different uh, deities who 
you can tell who's on top and who's basically like dwindled as far as like worship and the idea is that you, as a god you don't want to be forgotten and that leads to death it's uh just one of those things where they're trying to find a way to stay relevant and you end up dealing with the newer gods uh crispin glover plays mr world oh really uh, crispin glover yes jillian anderson plays media and she is basically and, and if you you'll be able to see like exactly what they represent and then there's a technical boy who is a young guy. He's basically the millennial. He represents like the new technology, data, uh, Instagram, the internet, basically, uh, raves, vaping, like all that stuff that everybody's <laughs> raves, fidget spinners, raves. all fidget those kinds spinners. of things. Yeah. It's just like he's a kid. He's like just basically your young 20 something. And yeah, it's, and then there's actually one. If anything, you guys will just tune in for. Our, our goddess of love, an old goddess of love named Bilquis. And she's, first of all, she's a beautiful But do you fucking woman. study this show? Like, no. I know all these fucking things already. It's like four episodes, isn't it? Yeah, but Jeez, Jimmy, it's, a, it's a graphic it's novel. Just, so, oh, it's a, okay. Yes, you know the graphic novel. It's based novel. on a graphic okay, novel okay. by Neil Gaiman, by Neil, oh, Gaiman. which right, we mentioned last week. Yes. I don't know all the details, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Alan Moore started it or created Emily it or Lynn came with the, no, we, came with the concept. Last. Something I want, like I that. I want you to fact check this. I, we should fact check it. I trust Emily. Yep. But uh, I think he had something to do with it. But Neil Gaiman, obviously, that's it's all him. And he's also got some other stuff. Co- he's also got some other stuff that's being put out right now. What's uh, Neil Gaiman most famous for? Sandman okay. would be one of them. Uh, and that, that, doesn't that go down as one of the like, yes. greats? Yes. Right? Sandman. And then he also has another one, uh, Preacher. Huh. Creature, which is on AMC. Yes. Okay. And actually, that a really good show. Actually, it's it gets swept under the rug, but it's actually Preacher was I really have not good. watched Preacher. So you guys are missing out on stuff to watch right now up until Game of Thrones comes on. Mm-hmm. American Gods and Preacher are in are definitely shows to watch. <laughs> okay. So bad. American Gods. So that that was a really good description of the show. You seem to have like immersed yourself. And you've, you're into the graphic novel, obviously. Yeah, and then there's also uh, Pablo Schreiber plays uh, Mad Sweeney, which is basically he's like a six foot tall leprechaun. <laughs> Isn't that it, contradictory? That's pretty funny. Actually. It's it's actually he pulls it off. It's it's no, actually cool. pretty amazing, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm definitely so, gonna yeah, watch this. If thing. you guys have stars or you have some other way to rip it, just do what you got to do and watch the show. Don't visually it's a visually endorsing illegal activity yeah exactly the fbi is gonna bust through your door that's right sorry people i used to participate in like legal activities oh man no i didn't mm. i'm not, nothing like that sorry <laughs> <laughs> but yes check it out if you can it's all fun it's actually really cool it's visually stunning mike next time so and, and i will yell <laughs> jesus christ he's on a good one today boo <laughs> This is what happens when he wins like competitions. Right. Yeah, his head goes crazy. He starts fucking you know, the whole soliloquy of fucking American gods. <laughs> the uh, guy that was sitting behind the bush, his name was John Smith, and he was in a movie called "Go Fuck Yourself" one year. Jesus Christ. Okay, so American Gods. We're doing that because Emily Lind wants us to talk about it, and she wants us to watch it, and we will watch it. Yes, we will. We will. And we'll, Until Game of Thrones comes on and yes. then we're all lost. Yes, and we have a great voicemail from Ollie to answer questions oh, thank God. about yeah. Game of Thrones. And we asked him to come in and tell us about stuff. And he mm-hmm. called in and he told us about stuff. So we'll listen to that a little bit later. Very good. Thank you, Les, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about one of the 
most classic films in the history of film. Mm. So classic that you might be getting to the danger zone. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> this is definitely a target-rich environment. Oh. This is definitely... Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Top Gun 2 is officially underway. Mm-hmm. They are writing it, and it's called Maverick. Tom Cruise revealed the name for the new project will be released as Top Gun Maverick. He told Access Hollywood about promoting his latest film, The Mummy. Yeah, I, yeah. It's not going to be called Top Gun 2, he said. Oh, thanks, Tom. <laughs> I didn't want a number. You don't want a number. You don't need a number. Hold on. You sound like Maverick right there. That's right. I'm trying That's to get right. into it. I'm dangerous. You guys really are cowboys. What's your problem, Kazansky? You're everyone's problem. That's because every time you go up in the air, you're unsafe. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Nice. Man. I am dangerous. <laughs> Who's that? I'm holds dangerous. The t- t- that's what he says. I'm dangerous. I know. I know. That, was, <laughs> that was one of the most ridiculous parts of the movie. Let dude. me tell you, I was oh, a major Jesus. fan of Top Gun when I was so a was kid. I. Right? Yes. Who wasn't at that age? Yes. But I recently saw it about two months ago. And I could not believe the dog shit of a movie that it is. I still love it. And I will stand by it. But I will say it was bad. Because watching it again, my goodness gracious, it was bad. The action scenes were awesome. Yeah, well, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Still to this but, day. Man, the dialogue's bad. <laughs> and the acting is not very good. But I still love it. Yeah. This is what he says. We're going to have the same tone that we did in the first one. Stylistically, it's going to be the same. It's going to be a a competition film like the first one. It's going to be the same in the same vein and the same tone as the first one. So it's just going to be a progression for Maverick. So we're just remaking the movie at this point? We're pretty much just remaking the movie. I'm just older <laughs> and I want to go up on some fucking planes. No, yeah. but would, would that put him in Viper's position? Yes. That's what I'm thinking. 100% yeah. is going to be Viper. I heard that he didn't agree to this. Unless he could, he unless could, he could actually there. fly these motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. might have more of a death wish than Harrison Ford. He does yeah. his own stunts because so. yeah, because he's strapping himself to the sides of big ass planes. Dude, he did climbing the, the the tallest building in in the world uh, yeah. in Dubai. You, free, you heard from Mummy to... what he did, right? No, he was in he was shit. on Jimmy Fallon last night, and the, that plane scene wasn't an actual plane, right? Yeah, but it is something that uh, in the Air Force. That they practice zero gravity nose dives. It's it's an also actual, so you can float. With, it's an actual yeah. cargo plane that moves up and it goes literally zero Straight gravity down, yeah. and you float. So they did that scene in one take, and people were throwing up the entire time, except for Tom Cruise and the actress. Jesus, yeah. This he said it was just disgusting. It smelled like shit, but they, <laughs> but they did it because this dude and it was his idea. By the way, he's just nuts. I feel the need. The need for speed and Scientology. Not just speed. You see what Scientology does to you? He's dangerous. Was it? No, somebody, somebody on Twitter. Scientology does. Somebody on Twitter made fun of that. He's like Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise are both in this movie. They're both the same age, or right about there. Tom Cruise looks ten years younger than Russell Crowe. It's like Scientology might be the answer. (laughs) Boo! I swear to you, last night while I was watching him, Uh, I could not believe how good Tom Cruise looks, dude. He's like 55, 56. He looks like he's 28. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. No, 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 he does. You should see it. I don't know what he did over the last like five, six months. He looks like he's 10 years younger than he did (laughs) for Jack Reacher. It's it's crazy. 
I'm gonna, I'm all about Scientology now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on that train. <laughs> but uh, Johnny Grasso, you are going to be so excited for Maverick. Yes. Don't call it Top Gun Two. No, because it's not Top Gun. We don't 2. need a number. All right. It should okay. be called Top Gun One Point One. Probably. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's what right. it seems like. Exactly. We ready for some DC? As long as it's good news. Yeah, it's not good news. Oh fuck! It's not good news at <laughs> God all. God damn it! We have one week of good news, yeah. and then you because we have to retract something that slam we, me in the nuts. We have to retract something that we reported last week. Uh-oh. We reported that Cinema Blend reported that Patty Jenkins, along with Gal Gadot, are contractually obligated to be in part two. Oh, Gal Gadot is mm. Patty Jenkins. Very wisely did not sign uh, multi, multi a multi movie contract. Uh. So now. Miss Jenkins can negotiate and get a bigger and paycheck. And get a way bigger paycheck. Which she deserves. Yes. Doesn't mean that she's not going to be. It's just she was very smart and she didn't. It's not on paper. No. Huh. So that's the bad news. Okay. Here's the potentially good, bad news. Yeah, here's the good news. Okay. JLA might be getting a new character from Wonder Woman. Oh, uh, really? You got, you got me excited. Yes. The Castle Woman Wonder Woman recently spoke to the folks at LA Times about the acclaimed superhero movie. It's here that the actress, Connie Nielsen, revealed that she'll share a scene with Robin Wright in huh. the Justice League, saying, this is what she said, and Wright and I got to do more in Justice League as well, as sisters as well. Kind of badass as well. We can't say much, but... Huh. It's more so maybe like a backstory kind of thing. So without spoiling Wonder Woman, just know that... Superman's in Wonder Woman. Superman's in Wonder Woman. And speaking of Superman, oh, shit. the post-production and reshoots have started for Justice League. And Harry Cavill is on set doing his scenes. I saw a picture of him with his Superman boots. And a cup of coffee. And a cup of coffee. I saw and that, he's yeah. just chilling, relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So that has started as well. <laughs> it's time for Minutes with the Misses, starring... Your favorite misses, Lorena Arguello Dolachahi, the brother, Carlos Borguello, and the Mr. Raj Dolachahi. All right. It is time for Minutes with the Misses. And we also, not only do we have Lorena, Carlos Borguello, we also have the one and only Les Gonzalez during the Minutes with the Misses. Let me welcome the great Lorena Arguello Dolachahi to the podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah? Everything going good? Yes. Are you excited for Yosemite? I am. I can't wait. Or as your brother says, Yosemite. 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 We are going to talk a little bit about, or maybe even a lot, about the show, a polarizing show on Netflix. We always talk about Netflix and one of their most popular shows, if not the most popular show right now, is called 13 Reasons Why. Hey. Hannah, I'm not going. Not now. Not ever. Why didn't you say this to me when I was alive? My husband and I, we never got a note. Hey, it's Hannah. Hannah Baker. Holy shit. Settle in, because I'm about to tell you the story of my life. More specifically, why my life ended. And if you're listening to this tape... 
you're one of the reasons why. This is a wild game of survival. Is Hannah telling the truth? Don't believe everything you hear. Whatever Hannah thought she saw, she lied about it on those tapes because she's a crazy drama queen who just killed herself for attention. Hannah has secrets, Mrs. Baker. Hannah's secrets are what killed her. Maybe I'll never know why you did what you did. But I can make you understand how it felt. You don't know the whole story. What else do I need to know? You're just like the rest of them, but I'm not. Everyone is just so nice until they drive you to kill yourself. And sooner or later, the truth will come out. It's a very polarizing show. Some people think that it should not have been made. Some people think it's doing great things for kids and teenagers. Well, just teenagers, not kids. It revolves around the issue of suicide. And it has become this springboard of controversy. So we are going to dive in a little bit about it. If you haven't seen the show, it's about a young girl who goes through all kinds of horrible things throughout a year or two years of high school. She commits suicide. It's about leaving some tapes behind, 13 of them, the reasons why she did it. And she breaks down the reasons why she narrates the show. Yeah, we're going to go from there. We both have seen this this show. Yeah. We and Les together. has seen the show. Yes, so I have. Weigh in. Les, Boo, you finished it? I finished it. Oh, he finished okay, it before good. us. Yes, oh, I did. Okay, great. And Boo has not seen it and he doesn't want to see it. And we'll get his reasons why as well. And then some people are going with the route that Boo's going. They don't want to watch it. They think it kind of promotes suicide and doesn't want to deal with the content of the show, which is totally fine. 100%. I totally understand that. Not a problem at all. What did you, as being a therapist... Dealing with these kind of issues every single day, even in that age group, what was your take on 13 Reasons Why? I have to agree with Boo a little bit just to start off because I did not want to see the show just purely because the last thing I want to do when I come home from work is to watch a show that's like work, you know, and so I wasn't looking forward to it too much. But I also wanted to be kind of informed and I knew that my clients would be bringing it up and addressing it and I was semi-curious and so um, decided to watch it. And I'm glad that I did because I think it's important to see. And so, but I do have lots and lots of thoughts and feelings about it. And I do think that there's pros and cons to it. I have way more cons, I think, than pros. Oh, no. That's not good. Yeah. You know, I guess, yeah, from a, from a therapist's perspective, it's just, yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. And so, I guess I'll kind of share. Yeah, you share your, your cons and... Also, your pros. And then I'm going to read what the executive producer, Selena Gomez, just said this week about the controversy and what people are saying. Really? Okay. I did not know that she was executive She producer. was. Yeah, she was executive oh, producer. That's interesting. And she's getting a lot of shit for it. But go ahead. And I read what she said. And I liked what she said, uh, yeah. too. Okay. You know, yes, we're talking about suicide. And yes, there were 13 reasons as to why she decided that this was the best route. But there was no mention ever by anyone, the school counselor, by, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but by the girl herself, by anyone about depression or anything, anything related to mental health that was completely absent. And depression is the leading cause that leads to suicide. Yeah. And so that was a little disturbing. They made it seem as though these reasons lead to suicide and really took out that middle piece of, of depression, you know? And so, um, and also when one is depressed or not feeling happy or feeling sad or having difficulties in school, there are things you can do to help yourself, such as going to therapy. You know, I really didn't like that. It made it seem as though suicide 
was the uh, thing to do here. I think there are many different alternatives, such as going to therapy and trying to seek out support from people, um, mentioning it to parents, uh, maybe trying to use medication. You know, I think there's tons of stuff. And so, yeah, the lack of mental health talk or even identification of it, I didn't think was it was good. I think they did say she did say something after a certain incident. And by the way, you're going to watch this show. It's, we, we didn't just spoil the show for you. It's, you. You know instantly that she committed suicide right. from the very first scene yeah. of the, of the yes. show. So we're not spoiling anything. We are going to get into some of the details of the show. So if you do not want to be spoiled for the show, just forward about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then we'll be done. But other than that, you can stick on. So if, from I, here I on agree out. with you, Lorena. I think I think maybe they tried to convey that she wasn't feeling right, that she was depressed, but... You definitely need to say something and and just be a little bit more clear on it. Yeah, I think that the, what I'm talking about is that she did say at one point after something horrible happened to her, she, she did say that this was this was it. I feel empty. I feel like numb. And I think that was their version of saying that she was depressed. And she did try and seek help to the counselor. I think they showed that the counselor kind of didn't brush it off, but didn't go that extra mile for her. And I think they were trying to make it a point with that as well. So I, I 100% agree with you. It should have been a depression issue for a long run. She didn't go to her parents. She didn't go and push to her friends that she was that depressed. That's true. Yeah. And, and you guys are right. They they laid out all the symptoms. You know, she said it herself, you know, at some at different points. And so, yeah, that's very true. But whether it was ever identified, I'm depressed, or perhaps, you know, the counselor to say, or, do you think you're depressed? Or do you think maybe therapy would be helpful or let's talk to your parents, you know, whatever you, the identification of it was never mentioned or any mental health situation or any mental health, you know, words. So I, that I didn't like, cause then it makes it seem as though to have these, this emptiness and not wanting to live and so on, that this is all just regular stuff. And it's not, you know, depression is a diagnosable condition. It's a disorder, you know, and sometimes can be indicative that there's something chemically not going on right in your brain. And so it's not something that's, that's typical for a student to have, you know? And so I, I really wish they would have identified it by saying the word depression. Okay. You know, so right. I also thought that by creating 13 Reasons Why and recording these things on tapes and creating this whole drama of you need to listen to the tape and then you're going to pass the tapes on and this person needs to have it. It just, it kind of glorified this whole suicide, you know? And so that it, as though it was even, it was revenge. It was something that she was going to be remembered for. Yeah, it, something that kind of created some sort of infamy about. So that I didn't like. I think it glorifies the process. I can get back at these people. People will remember me. They'll be talking about this and I'll kind of live on in this way. And so that I didn't like because I feel as though a, a really vulnerable population, which are teens, um, that one in five does consider, you know, committing suicide will, look at something like this and decide, oh, you know what? I, I Maybe I'll do the same thing. Look at how she was able to get back at these people or look how people are talking about her. And so there's some sort of celebrity or infamy in this. And so that that I really, really don't like. And I think it's really scary. And I've already started to see it with my young teen clients that there have already been um, attempts as a result of this show. Um, it's being talked about by all their all their friends. And a lot of the, the students are thinking this is this is really good or it's a cool show or, you know, and so I'm not really sure if they're taking a lot of the points from it. I think it almost highlights kind of like a revenge factor. It's like, oh, she got her vengeance and that's how I can do it, too. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Lorena, right there. I also felt like 
it, it made it seem as though she was somewhat even justified, you know, in looking at that show, you're thinking, shit, this girl has been through so, so much. I can understand how she's gotten to this place as though suicide made sense and it was justified. Then I think that's really scary because I, I know that there are other kids, teens that have gone through things like this, worse, different, and they don't commit suicide. And so I think what we end up seeing in this show is like some maybe vulnerable kids maybe watching this and thinking, wow, I've been through similar things or different types of things. And, and this is what makes sense. This is justified, you know? And so I just don't, I don't want people or teens or, you know, anyone to think that these events lead to suicide and that's justifiable. I think that there's help that you can get. You can feel better. It's um, once, you know, what people say about suicide is that it's a very permanent solution to a temporary problem. And yes, so yes. I think it's important for these kids to know that although, yeah, that's very valid that these situations are really bad and horrific, but you can get better from this. I don't like that justified fact, you know, that it makes it seem like, oh, well, I get it, you know, why she committed suicide. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, that, that's true. I totally understand that. Then suicide is such a huge problem. It's so, me and I said last week that me and Les had gone through uh, one of our old coworkers that we knew for 10, 12 years committed suicide just last week, yes. a week and a half ago. And the numbers are staggering. I couldn't believe I looked up some stuff from the American Foundation for suicide prevention. And some of the stats are just, it's just crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. So here's some of the stats for suicide. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. Each year, 44,000 Americans die annually by suicide. On average, 121 suicides per day. And it's the second leading cause of death for ages 10 to 24, which is insane. I, I just, it's mind boggling. And then you said some stats about teenagers attempting or thinking about it. What do you, what was that on top of your head? Do you know those? Yeah. So one in five teens consider committing Jeez, suicide. That's insane. And one in 12 actually attempt. My God. And if we look One at, in 12. You're saying one in every 12 actually attempts suicide? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, insane. That, that's, that's, and that sounds crazy to you guys. Crazy. But that's, that's the population I see. And so that makes a lot of sense to me. So when a show comes out like this, it's terrifying. Terrifying. And I've seen the spike in attempts. Since the show has come out, you have seen the spike in attempts. I, yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Just within my own caseload. My gosh. So what? What was? What was your pros of the show then? Well, I'm not even finished yet with the cons. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Jeez. bear with me here. Okay, go ahead. Um, another thing that I don't like is that Netflix is not able to monitor what people are watching. Like, I know that there's like a kids section, and maybe I need to educate myself about what Netflix can do, but it, it doesn't really seem like parents are monitoring or Netflix is able to monitor. So that a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old or a vulnerable, you know, older teen or an adult is is watching this show, you know? And so I just, I feel like this is, I, I wish a parent would sit, would sit next to their child and say, oh, let's kind of talk about this, let's watch this together. But that's not happening. Kids and teens are watching this on their own. They're going to school. They're talking about it. And parents may not have an idea whatsoever. And so I just don't like the unmonitored aspect of it. Um, and so that is really, really scary. And then also, too, you know, something that we saw in the show and something that I've been seeing in my own practice is the copycat factor. And so that's really, really, really scary. Once a suicide happens, we see an, an increase in suicides from people that know that person. Yeah, that's just it's it's a scary thought. So I think a lot of the times it's because they tend to see like, oh, wow, you know, people do do it. I can do this, you know, kind of removes that scary barrier. 
I mean, also, too, they may be seeing kind of the, the celebrity aspect of it. Like, oh, wow, look at everyone at the school. They're talking about that student. They're never going to forget that student. Wow, I really want that as well. Let me go ahead and do that, too. So that I don't like is that copycat aspect that comes from a suicide. It's not just with that one person, typically. Now, I guess with the pros. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, up here uh, wow. that, what are the pros? Now, a major pro is that if it wasn't for this show, I wouldn't be talking about this right now on your show. And so the fact that we're talking about it, that it's so controversial, it brings the topic up. And that I'm appreciative of. I feel like it could have been done in so many uh, better ways, but maybe not. I don't know. You know, it's so rough and so disturbing that right. we're discussing it. And so it's creating awareness. And so that is a really, really good thing. And from what I've heard, you know, feedback on in terms of my clients, as well as, you know, just I, I understand that fact alone is that as disturbing as this show was, especially the last scene of that show. Well, maybe, the, well, the last scene or the scene, the suicide scene, the suicide. scene, Yeah, that maybe needed to be disturbing enough in order for people teens, kids to really get the picture that this is, this is serious and that, you know, this is not the way to go and that this needs to be addressed and you need to get help. And so maybe it needs to be that disturbing. Maybe we can't just shy around the topic, you know, maybe it needs to be kind of slapped in their face. And so we can really address it head on. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what they were going for. And they actually brought doctors in and asked them, how would this play out? Because it's so many times in movies, people just commit suicide and they're gone. They wanted to show the actual effect of that young girl slitting her wrist and what she went through in those moments where she died. And it was, it was so disturbing that I had to turn my head. Oh, for sure. Me too. Uh, a couple of times. And I didn't want to watch it. And it, it was it was awful. It was just awful. awful. And, and Selena Gomez was asked about this whole thing. And she was on Sirius Radio this week on Elvis Duran's morning show. And she said that this is happening every day, whether or not you want it. You want to see it or you don't want to see it. The content is complicated. It's dark and it has its moments that are honestly very hard to swallow. And I understood that we were doing something that is difficult. But these kids today are so exposed to things that I would never even comprehend when I was eight. My cousin teaches third grade and they're doing things and saying things they couldn't even fathom, the 24-year-old insists. She's saying that it's, this is happening. Obviously, the statistics are there. The statistic you said, Lorena. They're out there before the show was even on. Maybe this is a good thing to bring out to light. We just had Chris Cornell commit suicide a couple of weeks ago. We, there's suicides that happen every day. So maybe it has to be something like this, like you said, to put this out in the, in the forefront so people can discuss it. I mean, I know schools won't even let kids talk about it. And I get that. Elementary schools and junior high schools, it's pretty rough. But yeah. a question for you is... I'll, I'm sorry, Les, I'll let you talk right now. Question for you is, as a therapist, if a parent came up to you, what age is appropriate to watch this show with their parents? I think you should definitely watch it with your parents, 100%. But what age group is appropriate to watch this show? Uh, probably junior high and up, Okay, I would say. Even junior high? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely happening at the junior high level for sure. You know, And, and it's definitely happening in, in elementary schools, but not as common. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's, yeah, yeah the content is pretty rough. I mean, there's is. rape and it there's, really sex. yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. So, okay. Les, do you want to say something? I mean, well, that is the thing. Uh, junior high through high school is just the ultimate crucible as far as developing who you are. So 
you're just going to end up taking either you're going to have a great time getting through those years or it's going to be hell. Or the one thing about at least about this show is in a way you kind of get answers because you don't get answers from that person. Yeah, that's what Lorena said. Yeah, exactly. You get answers from this show, but when somebody commits suicide in real life, yeah, you don't done. get anything, right. and you don't know, and it is it's it's tough to know that someone's going to do that. Even if you can see things or you hear someone say something once, and you go, "Hey, are you okay?" and it's like, "Yeah, I'm fine," and next thing you know, you hear later on, like in our case, this came out of nowhere yeah. for us. Yeah, for someone we've known. You know, someone that I knew since I was, you know, 14 years old. Right. And to get a phone call later, like, hey, this happened. It's like. And and everybody learned it from Facebook. Yes. And it's so, like, wait, what? Why? No and letter. Nothing. 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 And it's just you're stuck with questions and then you'll never know. And it's. It's just it's just a very, very. I mean, I get that. I like the fact that this show is out. I, that part I do like is there is an awareness Lorena has a a lot of great points. Maybe the execution, maybe the glorification isn't a big deal, but this is a brutal subject. So it's just it is it's it's piecemeal. It just comes with it. And I know we're a podcast, a geek podcast. We don't dive into things like this, but it is a massive show on Netflix. We do talk pop culture. It is a part of pop culture right now, and and suicide is happening every day. So it's definitely something we can talk about. And we're not going to go on in this crazy whole tangent right now about and just dive into suicide for the next three hours. But a question for you, Lauren, if somebody is or knows somebody contemplating these kind of thoughts, what what should they do or what should a parent do? What should a sister do, a friend do? What's the first steps in these things? So I think that, yeah, the first step is to talk about it, you know, and so to try and get help, which I know the the girl in in that show tried to do. Um, and I would hope that someone would actually listen to her and, and get her the resources that she needs. But yeah, if she can talk to someone at school, like a school counselor, and they give them the resources or they talk to their parents so that maybe they could begin some therapy, I think that would be really essential. Um, and in terms of not, not having the time to begin therapy, there are suicide hotlines of people on the phone 24 hours a day that can really talk you through this to kind of help you just calm down a little bit. I think that's a great solution when you really, really need it in the moment. But yeah, ideally, you go to therapy. Therapy really helps. These people are trained on how to help you get through this and really decrease some of those depressive symptoms, you know, and so uh, medication can be helpful too. Uh, So yeah, just one of the things that people have been able to find out can really help someone when they're suicidal is to get them support support from family, friends, and resources. So that's what we need to do is connect that person because when you're depressed, you feel so alone and isolated. Gotcha. So that's what we don't want to do is make them feel alone any more than they do. All right. And that and this show does convey that. Yeah. You know, at yeah. least it does that. And to bring it back to a podcast about film and TV, this show has done very well, meaning it is written really well. It it's is. acted really well. It's a good piece of television. That's for sure. But now it's transcended to something else. And that's why we're talking about all these things. Now, Boo doesn't want to watch the show. Go ahead, Boo. You're not in the minority on this, by the way. No. Yeah. So I I understand that this is a very important topic and I understand this is something that needs to be talked about. And and I do have to say I'm glad it's around and I'm glad that it's from your guys' description as graphic as it is because it is a... A terrible, terrible thing for people to go through this. I've, I've, I've never gone through it, you know, I, and I've never experienced, you know, so somebody I know committing suicide, thankfully. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the you know the world that these people live in is is awful, and it needs to be stated as that. It can't be sugarcoated because their lives are not sugarcoated. You can't you can't um, you know you know bring a bring a sunny you know sunshine to this. But for myself, the glorification is something that I I, I don't I don't have a that that I have a problem with. It seems that it 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 just wants to be around. I, I don't know. I, I I can't I can't really put into words. It's just something that I. I don't really want to see, or I, I I think it should be seen. I think it should be around for certain people. There's there's already enough terrible things in the world that I've seen, right. and you know you see in the news every day. You know some have happened this week. You see uh, you know other things, and I and I know they're big issues, and I know they need to be talked about. But you know there's some things that I I choose not to not to see. I understand they go on, and I understand I I feel for people, but there's enough negativity in the yeah. world. I, if if I can, I try not to add to my own. Yeah. Makes total sense. You don't yeah, you don't you don't want to watch television to get that kind of you know information. You want to watch television to get lost and enjoy it, and you know it's yeah, your it's a time. Form of escape for a lot of people. Right. It's a way to kind of cope with the everyday tough stuff, you know. And so yeah, it makes sense that you don't necessarily want to turn on a television show that's going to make you feel awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although it's important. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and we and we watched it enough. Important. I mean, it was it was riveting television where we watched it and binge watched it and we finally finished it. And it was rough. It was definitely rough. And they're making it the season 2 is coming out and they're they're going to go full bore with that. So one kind of interesting factoid that I noticed about this show though is that when they released it was spring, so March 2017. Yeah. And that's when suicides are at their height, or in spring. Oh my God. And so I don't know. I, I doubt that that was intentional. But well, you never know. Yeah, but yeah, you don't know. You know, um, usually the holidays are most difficult for people. You know, and so we all think of them as such happy times, but for a lot of people, it's not, and that's when they really struggle. But it's when people are depressed at their worst, that's not when they necessarily have the energy to actually follow through with suicide. You know, they're definitely contemplating it, thinking about it, and so on. But it's usually during springtime when people start to actually feel better that they have the energy to now follow through. Well, you know, maybe in their heads, because I'm sure that the people that are making these, make that made the showrunners that made this show, Selena Gomez, their intention was to help people. I, I guarantee it was. Yeah. So maybe they heard of that stat and maybe they wanted to put it out because maybe they thought that this could stop individuals from doing that. You know what would be really great, too, is if they started off the show or ended the show with some sort of like... PSA. Yeah, exactly right. Of just like, hey, here are some stats about suicide. Here are some hotlines. Here are just info about it in general. Or this is why we released it, you know, during spring. Or, you know, just, yeah, provide some information instead of us having to kind of shuffle around. That's and, actually so true. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about, about that. Figure it out Get out in front own. of it instead of... Yeah, yeah they do have a disclaimer in the front of the show now about how graphic it is and how parents need to blah, blah, blah. But they don't have a PSA or don't have phone numbers. Not We haven't really – we forward the pass through the credits. Like everyone forwards through that disclaimer. Yeah, that's true. Credits. Maybe yeah, it's something sure. that has to be right before the ending of the show. And then Netflix gives you the option to skip the intro to the show and even yeah. the credits and skip to the next episode. Totally. And – just like we're talking about it here and you guys are asking a therapist, a lot of people don't know what to do with suicide or what to say. So like, yeah, here we are saying, okay, we'll have a parent sit down next to the child and watch it with them. But the parent may not even know what to say or what to do. So I feel like they could have done a better job at educating people, you know, about this show, not only the show, but also maybe what to do. Just a PSA in general, I think would be really helpful. Yeah. Well, we'll put it on our show notes. I mean, 
If you want to find out more about this issue, go to AFSP.org. That's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. We'll put it in the show notes. If you uh, want to take a look at some of the stuff that's on the website, it's a really good website. It's a really good organization. So there is that. Well, yeah, we got a little dark and deep, didn't we? Yeah. And one thing I just wanted to say, too, <laughs> no is more that can you go on and anyways. on about all of this, is that um, we, you know, we saw a girl that actually completed suicide. And that's actually a misnomer, too. You know, a more... More females attempt suicide, but more males actually complete suicide. They actually follow through. Wow. And so that's a really scary thing. I think we think in society that women are so emotional and they tend to have these, you know, the higher um, risk of, you know, having these mental health disorders and depression and so on. But it's men that really don't talk about these things and end up following through with suicide. And so that's, it's a big, big population that is not not really being addressed, right, you know. Right. So, and and let's not forget that Zack Snyder's pulled out of the films now that just like because unfortunately of her daughter committing suicide. That's right. So it's hit the uh, geekdom world as well as the music world as well as our world. I <laughs> mean, Les and I. I'm sure there's people listening right now that it's been affected. Yeah. Another, I guess, another pro is that you know mental health is now being addressed. It's 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 something we're all talking about and. Before it was this taboo. Oh, don't talk about depression. Don't talk about suicide. But now that it's so common, you have to talk about it, which means hopefully that will decrease that stigma on getting help. Yeah, let's hope so. It's uh, it's up to you, people. If you want to watch the show, it's you know I definitely watch. If you have kids, definitely watch it first, and then make your own decisions. Obviously, you know, as a television show, it was a quality show. Thirteen reasons why. Well, thank you for coming on and, and, and just dropping some knowledge. I also want to say... Pro bono, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Pro boner. expect pro, my check after yeah. this. You said pro boner. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to say that I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah, talk a little Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's right. yeah, so... On that. Yeah, what was your take on that? So, yeah, I wasn't excited about it. You Just, I guess, kind of purely because it's another superhero type movie and although you know i try to be as supportive and and watching all of this stuff and i actually end up enjoying a lot of it or yeah most of it i wasn't looking too forward to this um but it was wonderful it was a great great movie and it was really wonderful to see such a powerful strong woman um and now i totally understand what we've been missing you know when you guys asked me before about just kind of the presence of women in film I, I I didn't know. I, I didn't, you know, I never had that growing up and I thought it was a good idea, but it was something I was really unfamiliar with. And so seeing it so blatant in a movie, I think was just so fantastic. It empowered me and I know it's going to empower lots of young women and girls. And so I'm really happy that it's out. And I hope this is just the beginning of a new wave of uh, really putting uh, female leads out there. Oh, I think it is. I think you're going to see a a trend that's going to start from the here on out because it's it's becoming that phenomenon that we talked about last week it's just it's the train just keep moving all, all the way down it's the track that's I got, fantastic yeah i don't think i made any sense on that last <laughs> train thing but yeah no it's amazing amazing i'm glad you liked it you turned next to me halfway through the movie and you looked at me and you said i love this so i was <laughs> like i do great. too i love it too i do agree with you guys though um i think emily said it first it was way too long of a movie i think at most two hours but yeah, it was filled with greatness. You want to talk about how beautiful Gail Godot is? We can do I that think, for the next hour. Yeah, no, she is. Uh, <laughs> she is really beautiful. She is beautiful. 
Yeah. But that's but, not what we're talking about. But here. in a non-threatening kind of way, because it's like, yeah, you think she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. She's beautiful. And it's just, yeah, it's... She's Wonder Woman for God's sake. Yeah. Of course she's beautiful. And her, like, sweet, great personality just yes. matched it. So it's like, you know, I have no no jealousy or hate for her. You? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that. All right. Thank well, thank you. you for coming on and gracing us with your presence and, and dropping some of that therapy on us. No problem. I don't right. want to do this again. No, we won't. It's kind of a downer. Yes. You know, it, I'd rather come on here and talk of. about how I beat less and scrabble. And, right, you know, right. I know. And I'm sure our listeners, I'm sure our listeners are like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And but, you know, when you get me in this like therapy mode, it's hard to get me out. Right. So, so I'm in trouble tonight. You're going <laughs> to. Oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Therapy. I've, I've had many a free therapy session and need- I'm all about it. <laughs> I need to go watch some like trashy ETV, you know. We need to go watch Baywatch again. Help myself escape. Yeah. That was actually really enjoyable. Just look at that. She even liked Baywatch. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. funny and great. And, and it is what it is. You know, they, it was funny and dumb. It was funny and dumb. Yeah. I've been called that many a times. And, and <laughs> like you said to beautiful people. Again, thank you. You're welcome. Say goodbye, Lorena. Bye, Lorena. All right. So that was Menace with the Misses. And I know we got a little heavy, dark there. But, you know, sometimes things need to be said. Let's get back to more positive things like District 9. Are they finally making a sequel? You tell me, boo. I think you got some news for us. Do I? Do I? Well, yes. So, uh, Neil Blomkamp, of course, made uh, District 9, Elysium, and I believe a third movie. Less- Chappie. Chappie. There Chappie. You go. Everybody tries to forget about Chappie. But so, uh, yeah, so Neil Blomkamp, you know, he created those movies and he's a great director, but a lot of the movies that he wants to create and a lot of the ideas that he has are pretty much out there. You know, it's the funny thing. Somebody wants to make an original story and nobody's going to allow him to. It's ironic. Right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what he's going to do, his own production company, I, I'm spacing on the name right now, his own production company, what he's going to do is create little shorts like you used to do. Like uh, District 9, if you guys want to look it up on YouTube, it was a, uh, a short. Maybe I think it's like 30, 20 minutes long of District 9. It's kind of like a little like prologue kind of thing. Really, really cool. Really done very, very well for somebody who's just, you know, wanting to create, you know, cool stuff. So his plan now is to create shorts, tons and tons of different sci-fi shorts, whatever story he has, whatever stuff he wants to create because it's on his own company, he's going to do it. And he said, if, you know, if it gets enough buzz or enough people like it, he'll try and make it into a movie. So, yeah. So, and this is all, all him, you know, this is him just wanting to expand his creative process and just, create which is i i think is really cool and i think this is something that can be that can be done for a, a, a lot of things you know it doesn't have not everything has to be a a mega movie or a or a you know a seven seven season you know epic show or something like that if you know somebody has a good idea you know just you know, try to make a small thing about it and see if it gets any uh any play he's going back to his roots his roots exactly yeah so so i think neil blomkamp is is doing really awesome stuff and i'm really looking forward to here yeah he already actually has a trailer for his first one We were once mankind. We were humanity. They came here to exterminate us. We'll die if we stay here, Buckley. You're gonna get out and you're gonna tell everyone about this place. I got men in this unit I trust. They're saying things happen to them that they can't explain. Come with us! They have built a conflict! 
Observatory for us! Go, go, go! It's coming no matter what we do. The new world altered everyone. Adapt or die. It was as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, so I, I think this is a really cool thing that's going on. Very cool. Hey, you a big fan of this guy? I love District 9. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And Elysium was actually really good. Yeah. Cha- I, don't Chappie, rem- I don't remember Elysium. That's the one with Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. People didn't like it? That's a very good movie. I don't know why people didn't like it. It was very good. I didn't know it was him. That- oh, yeah. Yeah, that's his movie. That's his thing. He uh, has this universe of um, in advanced robotics or alien... His sci-fi is not out there. People are just... Right now, it's the age of, like... Superhero movies and that, too. He has original ideas. He has original things. And just give him the reins to some of these things. Yeah, really. People are looking for another sequel. So maybe this is the beginning of District 10. Well, actually, maybe he should have just went ahead and did a sequel. But... yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't. It's interesting. Let's hope he doesn't turn into M. Night. Where, yeah. You know, he comes heavy right away and then all of a sudden just, just makes crap. Lloyd, I see dead people. Why? I don't know, but M. Night just called to say he doesn't see you. Well, I'm at the cemetery just like he said. Remind me again why I put up with this shit. Because his movies have grossed almost $2 billion and because you're scared of him. Thank you, Lloyd, but I fear nothing. Ah! Yeah, I feel like, like a Spielberg. <laughs> just wow! I just, I just, <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I literally there, said Spielberg, yeah. and you both went so quiet. And yeah. Boo, look, look on Boo's face what? Was, was hilarious. <laughs> the, like the only shitty movie he's made was like AI, and that's about it. I wasn't even that bad. No, but for him, it was pretty crap. War Horse, he did right. I don't remember that one. Yeah. War Horse yeah, is pretty good. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I don't remember. War Horse is pretty good. It's, how it's, well it was. it's not you know what he usually does, but yeah, no, it was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, he's the man. He's coming out with uh, obviously the Ready Pentagon Player, Papers. Red, that's after Ready Player One. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Pentagon Papers. They just released the cast is going to be star studied. Yeah. Tom Hanks and and uh, Meryl Streep. That's right. Yeah. Tom it, Hanks, Meryl Streep. It's going to be like in the, Whitford. It's going to be like the vein of Lincoln and stuff like that. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. And Ready Player One. I can't wait for that one. Gonna the trailer nice. for that is going to be nuts. That that that's going to be some insane shit on that the is, internet. And it's all set in the eighties, mm-hmm. which is great. Let's get into some Star Wars. Hello from the dark side. I must have killed all the Jedi. Not a lot of news, obviously, but there is a, one of our listeners, Christian Lopez, sent me a link earlier with something that I never thought about. And maybe the listeners have thought about this. Have you noticed that? Well, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to play the Inverse oh, all right. clip. It's a Facebook site. It's under Inverse, I-N-V-E-R-S-E. They also have a Twitter. He put up something, a little video about something that we didn't catch when we watched the Last Jedi trailer. Hmm. So I'm going to play it for you. It's a little visual. So have the Last Jedi trailer in your head, and he explains the rest of it. Hasn't left my head yet. Yeah, me either. So here it is, the... What we missed and what is very interesting in the Star Wars universe that I've I've never picked up on. I feel like I'm an idiot. So let's see if you guys Mm, picked up on this. Watch. 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 Stop. Right there. That is the first time we have seen paper in a Star Wars movie. We're eight films into this franchise. 
and it's been finally revealed that there are books in that galaxy far, far away. This book stuff in the Last Jedi trailer isn't casual either. There's literally a spotlight on a row of old, crusty books, presumably owned by Luke Skywalker. This sort of goes against the wishes of Papa George Lucas, who always intentionally wanted Star Wars to be paperless. In Star Wars, there's this huge over-reliance on audiovisual communication. We've never seen any character write anything down. This makes it seem like the cultural memory in Star Wars is ridiculously short. Just two decades after the Republic falls, people start referring to the Jedi as that ancient religion. Then three decades after Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. I thought he was a myth. This would be like someone in 2017 believing that the Clinton administration was a media hoax. In The Force Awakens, Han Solo mentions that Luke Skywalker went looking for the first Jedi temple. Now, the Jedi have been around for a thousand generations, which makes their existence practically ancient in the Star Wars chronology. We've never seen books, because it seems like paper is connected with that even longer time ago than the long time ago we're used to. That makes these books just, just the oldest dang books. The whole tone of the trailer seems to imply there's some secret information about the Force just coming to light. If Luke Skywalker really thinks it's time for the Jedi to close up shop, maybe it's because he's found some deep, dark secrets about the nature of the Force. All right. So, obviously, we we get the gist of when we watch the trailer, there's something that he doesn't like about the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That something's going down. And obviously, we it infers to those books. But having the the not ever seeing writing... Mm-hmm. Or somebody writes something down is very interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You, we, you know, I was thinking back to all the other movies, and I was like, yeah, that yeah. never happens. Yeah, I mean, send us uh, listeners if you remember something. Send tweet us. Send send a DM to us. Just let us know. But I can't think of one Mm-mm. time where there's writing or there's books. Mm-hmm. No, everything's been stored digitally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's R two's almost got everything. His his hard drive's got to be ridiculously packed. And then, yeah, and what's the name? C three PO can what speak like six thousand or six hundred lesson uh, languages or something like that. Yeah, it's a ridiculous yeah. amount. Yeah, well, I guess everything is digitized. I don't even think they have like enough. actual money, like paper money of any kind. It's all credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just oh, yeah. credits don't work here. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that is uh, it's very interesting. So these books are ancient. Yes, if that's the mm-hmm. case, and if he's going back to try to find that first temple. Maybe that's the only place those books are. Yeah, well, in the expanded or uh, yeah, the expanded universe, the ones that the the one that Disney cut out, yeah. um, there is uh, what is it? There's been proof that the Jedi has changed throughout the millennia. Where at first they started as a just a just a benevolent, you know, let the uh, let the Force do what the Force will do. Whatever it dictates is what we what we will allow to happen. And later on, they started becoming more. Not uh, not not judgmental, but deeming what the force should do. So it's not allowing the force to do what it wants. They are starting to direct it, even even so to the point where they become soldiers. They're like in mm-hmm. um, the Clone Wars, yeah. where if the force wanted this war to happen, they should allow it to happen. No, they say we need to intervene. We need to stop, you know, certain genocides or certain yeah, it gets perverse. Exactly. Yeah. So so they they start out differently than the way they end up and i think that's what luke is going to figure out is that 
what I've, what I was taught and what I know and what everybody else knows is, um, what you might call it is wrong. Yeah. So that's why I think he, that's why I think he says the Jedi must die or, or, or the must Jedi end. must end yeah. because he says that it's this form of the Jedi is wrong. And then also going back to what he was saying about the, that ancient religion and then uh, I oh, thought yeah. it was a myth. Yeah. The uh, the Empire, right as everything, right as they take over, they, 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 they wipe start an immediate out. smear campaign sure, sure. to everything. If it's a Jedi, it's bad. Yeah. So that it, it is the, pop, a bit, the propaganda train goes exactly. hard. Even, it in is, the, and even in the new books. Mm-hmm. It is it is a bit soon. You know, 20 years is pretty, sh- you know, that's only a couple generations to actually forget something, but it does happen. Yeah. I, I get what he's saying. Yeah. Cause the empire made massive, massive strides just to destroy and eviscerate any idea, positive idea or just regular idea of the Jedi. Yeah. So that so that, that does make sense. Yeah. It, it is kind of odd, but the, to the extent that the, the empire went to, to destroy the Jedi in all forms, not just physical, but in thought and, and uh, propaganda was insane. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes total sense. And that's in the new canon, by the way. Mm-hmm. You, you see that in some of the books that are out. So that's a little interesting thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Can, yeah, it was pretty cool. Thank you, Christian Lopez. Mm-hmm. And you can find that on Inverse on Facebook. Search for Inverse and YouTube, by the way. Just put Inverse Star Wars and that will come up. So if you want to check it out. Now we're going to finish the episode off with two voicemails. One that has to do with Star Wars. One mm-hmm. that has to do with Game of Thrones. Let's do Richie from Boston and let's do the Star Wars one first. What's up, Sith Heads? This is your buddy, Richie. I wanted to ask you guys this week a Star Wars question. Now, I like to save a lot of my other geek culture questions for you guys because you answer them, and and let's face it, you are the best all-around geek culture podcast out there. But this week, I wanted to delve into Star Wars just a little bit. So... I recently sent a message into the Bad Motivators, Cha-Ching, and I asked them about the aliens that they wanted to see, potentially from the original six films in the new saga, because we got none of it in The Force Awakens, and some other stuff. So, if you want to hear that, head on over to the Bad Motivators. But I figured, as kind of a part B of on that line of thought, I would ask you guys about locations. Now, I like all the new planets, and I'm always interested in expanding the Star Wars universe because, God, I think there are tens of thousands of systems or something in the galaxy, but it would be cool to see some of these places again. So, I have two. Number one, I really want to see Coruscant again. I don't know why it just it just feels like, you know, they made such a big deal of it in the prequels. You know, let's let's bring this fucking planet back for the sequel trilogy, even if it's just one scene or something. I don't know how they could do it, but just do it. And number two, even though we already have a desert planet, I really want to see Tatooine. And more specifically, 
I'd really love to see the Skywalker homestead or the or the Lars homestead, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Something like that. Let's do a little bit of Star Wars space archaeology, so to speak, where they've got to go and they've got to dig up certain things or something. I don't know, just an interesting thought I had in my head. Are there any locations that you guys want to see from the original movies in the new saga, or in the new trilogy, I should say? All right, guys, take care. All right, Richie from Boston. Thank you. First of all, thank you for thinking that we're the best you know, multi-geek cultural, pop cultural podcast out there. Yes, yeah, thank that, you. That's high praise. Yeah, thank thank you, you very much. Thank you for being loyal, Richie. Richie, yes. you're the man. We love you. Thank you. And thank you for that question. I'm going to go first. I want to see Coruscant as well, because I think Coruscant is the New York City of the Star Wars world. I love it. I love the look of Coruscant. I like the underworld of Coruscant. I definitely want to see that. And I want to see a live action Star Wars show in Coruscant about the underworld. I would love that on Netflix. And I also want to see what happened at Cloud City. I want to see when everybody took off, when the Empire was coming in, what happened and how it looks today. Mm -hmm. So those are my two. I think it would be really interesting to see, did Lando ever go back? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. So those are my two. Really looking forward to this casino planet. Yeah, that should be cool. That should be very cool. The Las Vegas on steroids, I think you said, right? Yeah, an entire planet. That's awesome. Les, you want to go now? Can I pick Kashyyyk? Yeah, you can you pick whatever you want, man. Okay, it's isn't your... that where the Wookiees are from? The Wookiees mm-hmm. are from Kashyyyk. Yeah, good for you. Look at yeah. you. Why yeah. not? You're I not mean, just a comic book. Why not go back guy? there? Why not at least give? I, I mean, is is that a sin? Is that sacrilege? Is, is Chewbacca the only? Should he be the only Wookiee in the inner no, circle? No, Wookiees, no, Wookiees are no, bad. What I'm saying, should he? Should they introduce? Would it be a bad thing to ask them to? Go back to that planet, maybe. Let me tell you, in my opinion, I think you're going to see a bunch of Wookiees in the Han Solo film. And you're going to see why Han saved Chewie. Okay. And you're going to see Wookiees that are being used as manual labor yeah, slaves. Yeah, they're slaves, yeah. So, I, I mean, that's what I think. So, you know, you're going to see Wookiees, dude. Okay. Wookiees, you saw a shit ton of Wookiees in the prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Right? So, that's just, I would okay, like to see, one. you know, a different thing or different uh, versions we all know and love Chewbacca. Yep. He's great. Uh, but yeah, that that would probably be the only one. Maybe I mean, I want to call out Indoor, but ugh. you're all about the forest planets, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. The forest planets. The Wait, two, the two, you know, I thought we were told that Indoor is a moon. This yeah. has always been a point of contention. Yeah. And by the way, it's 6 million <laughs> forms of communication for 3PO. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, oh, my. 600,000. Fuck. I, I'll sell him short, buddy. I was shortchanging him there. My yeah, God. I'm that. sorry. Yeah, he's, a, he's a golden god on well, Indoor, Yeah, too. yeah, he is. Yeah. So, I, I just couldn't recognize uh, him. Yeah, you better arm. show some damn respect. Yeah, you calling me that? I should have you deactivated. Uh, oh, or how shit. about you, Boo? I really don't have any from the uh, from the movies that I want to bring back, but the one, one or two that I want to see are these planets that are, um, not, uh, not force endowed, but are really, really, really tied to the force where you walk onto the planet and you feel a major, major powerful connection to the force, whether it be to the light or to the dark side, I would like to maybe in Luke's, you know, flashback travels or where he puts the, the, the new school, or 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 something like that. Maybe maybe one of those two planets because he's just searching for information. I would like to see different uh, different uh, 
planets that have a, a much stronger connection to the force. I think that'd be cool to see what it does to him or to see certain races there that have connection to the force just by uh, being on the planet. That's I awesome. think that'd be cool to see for Luke to really because because you see him use the force, but to see him be embraced by it or, or feel something different. I think that would be awesome. Do you think maybe they uh, found a way to inhabit uh, Dagobah? Yes. Dago would be Dagobah would be cool to go back to. Dagobah, that would be awesome. Maybe. And find their like old artifacts of Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That'd be kinda cool. Just say man. when it maybe looks like when I left after certain events. I think that Dagobah I, went, was... I retraced my steps to erase any like traces to catch him. Right. So maybe he did go to Dagobah. Well, how about the caves? Up. The caves, the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. in Dagobah? Yeah, that's actually interesting. You know I mean? Yeah, that's been talked about as well. Mm. So that's that's interesting. It's really good. All right, so let's get into Ollie's Game of Thrones voice message. He helps us out a ton. Good. So this is from Ollie, the man, the myth, the Game of Thrones legend. Mm-hmm. What up, Sith listeners? It's your boy Ollie calling you from under the FDR highway. So it's fucking loud as usual. So I heard you call me out on the Game of Thrones stuff, and you had some questions and. While I know I already answered you on Twitter, I thought I'd uh, bring it to the podcast. The rumor is that the dragon that you saw a picture of that's not fan-made, that's nothing, like that's part of the story from what they're saying, is one of the three dragons after John talks Khaleesi into... Oh, you know what? I shouldn't say fucking Khaleesi. It's fucking Daenerys. I hate when people just refer to her as Khaleesi. No offense, guys. So, uh, when he talks her into, you know, actually attacking or trying to protect the realm, it's actually going to be, from what they say, Daenerys' first major loss in any kind of battle. And she loses one of the dragons. The dragon's reanimated by the Night's King and thus becomes their weapon, their magical weapon that's needed to take down the magical wall that's protecting the realm of men. So, again, this is the rumor, but, you know, so far all of the plot points that have been rumored and all of the photos from the set, because they have nowhere near the security that Star Wars has, have kind of been, you know, almost confirmed to this point. The other issue was you guys were kind of talking about John's lineage and how would he find out that he's a Targaryen? Well, I mean, that's, that's, there, there is one other person that was at the Tower of Joy with Ned. It was Howland Reed. Howland Reed, while his children went to go help Bran, Howland is still alive and he knows. So not only did Rob send a letter to John, you know, naming him a star, well, he, he issued a proclamation before he was killed in the Red Wedding, making John a legitimate star, as his uh, Rob was able to do as King of the North. He also believed he sent that letter up to Howland Reed. I, and again, it's been so long, but I'm pretty sure that that's where that letter went. So I have a feeling that Reed's going to pop up and say, hey, by the way, you're now legally a Stark. Oh, oh shit. By the way, you're also a Targaryen. Therefore, you Uniting the North with the rest of the Seven Kingdoms. So if he marries Daenerys, which I'm pretty sure is going to happen, all of a sudden there's a united Seven Kingdoms under that banner who can then wipe out Cersei and the rest of the Lannisters. So that's your Ali two cents for the week. And giving you, you just fucking ran right into my wheelhouse with the Game of Thrones shit. So love you guys. Have a good one, man. 
All right, Ollie. That's why you are the the expert on Game of Thrones. Thank you, and we, thank you about telling us about that dragon. We yes. thought it was like Santa. that is sounds like an awesome storyline. I cannot wait for that. That yeah. is fucking badass. That's the season finale, right? And, there. and if Ollie is ever you know out of the lineup, I think Fernando's pretty damn knowledgeable. Oh no, Fernando oh, and Ollie were talking back yeah, and forth they, today. They were it was, laying it on us. It yeah, so yeah, I couldn't keep up, but you both know what you're doing. It was and a beautiful thing. Yeah, we gotta have a panel. We gotta find a way. Oh, yeah, we gotta make man. it happen. after every episode or something. Definitely yeah. make it happen. Know Emily make knows her shit, so this is it's gonna be great. I cannot wait. I just want to go ahead. I want to guess which dragon because her favorite dragon is the is black one, Drogon, which sure. is named. Well, after Drogon her. we see is Drogon's the, the black one. Yeah, isn't Drogon the massive he's, one that we see the in the bigger trailer? One. He's yeah. the biggest. Drogon's one, yeah. not going anywhere, man. So Drogon's the big one. Then there's Rago. Say Drogon again. Drogon. Okay, go ahead. Drogon. My bad. Drogon. Then there's Rago, and then you know what? I'm sorry, I don't know the third one. Maybe that's why I go. I go by the color care. of them. Yeah, the third one's probably the one that's going to get frosty. Taken down. Yeah, it frosty. is. It'll We're become frosty, frosty after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, from this day forward, when he turns, oh, when he turns frosty, evil, frosty. But frosty. she did name one dragon after Cal Drogo, and then she named the other one after her brother, her why? big brother Rhaegar, and oh. then oh, and then the third one is Viserion, named after her other brother. Maybe that that's right. Viserion gets gonna get taken down. Let's just Viserion throw that out got there. melted. Must yeah, Viserion yeah, did yeah. get his head melted, and yeah, maybe yeah. this one will get turned into ice. Yeah, well, thank you. That was great. We, we still do, I I read somewhere uh, on a DM chat that the person that you thought was no, getting kissed was not her. It was okay. not Arya. Who was it? I don't remember. Why who it was. Why would she be there if she's not important? It was one of the sand snakes. Ooh, I think. Huh. One Something of the sand like that. Snakes. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully I'm wrong because whoever, Lord help whoever touches that woman, she's gonna gut you alive. Uh, I will beat their ass. Yeah. No. No. She's, she's good on her she own. She doesn't need my help. Yeah. Yeah. She'll she'll slit your throat. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she maybe she threatened them to kiss her. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Man. So there you go. There is your voicemails. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mm-hmm. Ollie. And thank you, Richie. All right. Before we wrap up this episode, just got back from Yosemite. Heard there was some crazy geekdom news out there that we missed while we were up there. Obviously, we have no service. We recorded this episode before we left. There was two major things. One was the Black Panther trailer dropped, and we're going to cover that next week. Don't you worry about that. It looked pretty amazing, pretty crazy. Can't wait to go over that. Also, unfortunately, I also heard that Adam West passed away. The great Adam West. My first Batman. I want to read something that Kevin Smith wrote on Twitter. Pretty much sums it all up. So here's Kevin Smith's tweet. And we're going to also play a moment of sound. Because we don't do moment of silences here on the Sith list. We do moments of sound. And we'll do a moment of sound in tribute to the great Adam West. Here's Kevin Smith's quote on Twitter. Oh, Batman, my Batman. I'm standing on my chair to honor Adam West. The man whose portrayal of costume justice made me want to be a good person when I was a boy. The Adam West Batman was my first Batman at age four. His performance was campy to most, but to me, that's how true heroes spoke. A lifelong love of the character started with Mr. West's interpretation of what he called, instead of the Dark Knight, the Bright Knight. He brought joy to a somber character and a fatherly tone to a TV role model. He was pure love and joy. He remained my hero even in adulthood, as well as a real-life role model for interacting with fans. Adam loved his fans. Farewell, Cape Crusader. Off to superhero heaven you go, where all your rascally rogues are ready to see you again. Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed, heart to broken. Kevin Smith. 
thought that pretty much sums it all up right there. We're going to play a little moment of sound for the great Batman himself, the Cape Crusader, the one and only Adam West. Well, that batarang was used to save Robin from the Count of Conundrums and the River Rat Gang. Hi, folks. Welcome. Just come in, look around here. You're Adam West, right? That is correct. Wow. Uh, what are you doing selling all this old Batman stuff? Well, earlier this year, Batman succumbed to the evil perils of Bernie Madoff. So he's a little strapped for cash right now. Hey, uh, how much for this bat communicator thing? A thousand dollars? You gotta be kidding me. Well, that bat communicator was used to eject King Tut from the Batmobile when he discovered the bat beam button. He could have destroyed the world. I'll give you 20 bucks for it. Sold. All right. Batman is $15 closer to another night at the Ramada Inn. What are these? Uh, those would be bat socks. They just look like normal socks. Batman wore those socks. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, sir, uh, did I ever tell you... Did I ever tell you about the time Don Robbins was kidnapped by the Penguin? What? Uh, no. Well, if... You'll take me to Arby's for a big beef and cheddar, I'll tell you that, and maybe a thousand other stories. We're not taking you to Arby's. Look, what are you doing? Why don't you just admit that you lost your money in the Ponzi scheme? Yeah, everyone knows that Batman isn't a real person. That sounds like something the Riddler would say. We're not with the Riddler. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Are you pretending to be asleep right now? You, you shook your head no while, while you were sleeping. People, people can't do that if they're sleeping. Will this couple actually buy anything? Do these socks really belong to Batman? Will Adam West ever make it to Arby's? Find out the answers to these and other questions right now. Mm -hmm. Delicious beef and cheddar. And we are, I think, pretty much done Yeah, for this episode. Guys, we didn't have tons of info this week that we dove in a little bit, a little dark and deep subject matter. But I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you come back next week for episode 45. Hopefully, there'll be all kinds of stuff to talk about. Boo's going to go watch The Mummy. Hopefully, I can see The Mummy by then, too. That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. That usually happens when we record at this point. Yeah, tomorrow, it, guarantee you. <laughs> all kinds of trailers are going to drop yeah. and all kinds of Something's news. Something's going to annoy the shit and out of people me. People are going to be like, guys, guys, guys. We're going to be like, fuck. Yeah, we're done Always already. happens. Yeah. 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 They just wait for us to leave the house and be like, okay, now drop it. There'll be a new Last Jedi trailer. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. And we will see you next week on episode 45 of The Sith List.